say I'm a child of a lion. Can you see any head? Can you a lion? Ba. Hallelujah. So, have you seen the process? The way by which lions kill their prey is what we call worrying. The process by which a lion kills its prey is what we call worrying. So, anytime you are worried, know that there's a lion at your throat and he's he's having he's killing <laughs> he's killing you and guess what you are the one giving him the chance to do that that's a remarkable thing <laughs> i mean so the second definition of worrying is to seize especially by the throat with the teeth and shake or mingle as an animal does another until death can I read this again? To seize. Worrying. Another definition for worrying is to seize, especially by the throat, with the teeth, and shake or mingle as one animal does the other until death. So, so when you, you think that you have the right to be worried, I didn't eh, eh, When you are showing signs of worry. Now, I'm going to talk about several things. Understand that worrying has an effect on your life. It doesn't care the means by which it comes. Are you listening to me? It's like giving a gun to a two-year-old who doesn't know the effect of the bullet in that gun and giving it to a 50-year-old. If a two-year-old shoots you with that gun, you will die. Just as a 50-year-old will shoot you and you will die. Do you understand? So it doesn't matter whether it is your father who made you worried, it is your husband, your boss, or your friend, or a certain situation, whether very important or not very important, worrying is worrying, and the effect of worrying is general. Nobody worries and walks in faith at the same time. Once you are worried, your faith is, is nullified. It's like it is blocked. You, can't, you cannot walk in faith all by yourself once you are worried. Your faith is null and void. You cannot function well by faith. And I'm doing this thing, and I'm believing God next year, I'll, I'll do 10 days again. Because I must teach these things, and even if you heard it before, I must bring you back to remembrance. The reason is because we don't, faith does not come by just to hear, but by consistent hearing. So hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing, hearing and hearing and hearing again and again and again. And after that again, then you add another again. So until you exhaust the word again, you have not finished hearing faith. So the process by which a lion will kill the zebra that you are seeing on the screen is the definition of worry. It is to mingle or to grab by, with the teeth by the throat and mingle until death. That is what worrying is. There are a lot of people who have died from worrying. 
Like I told you yesterday, people never die until they hear. When you cancer, oh, when then the, the news of cancer makes them die. I know a man who died of leukemia at the age of 92. He heard about it when he was 24. He was a preacher. So with all the leukemia they detected in his blood and everything, his bones and everything, he still lived on a full life. 92 years, even if leukemia killed him, he still lived. 92 years. Praise the Lord. So worrying is, is like what the devil would like you to do. Because the more you worry, the more you weaponize him against your life. I said, did you, did you get how I started? I said, it doesn't matter what, whether the, pers- the thing making you, bringing the worrying to you is legit or not. Worrying has a general rule. It opens the door for the enemy to come in. And there are so many things that cause us to worry. Say, I will not be worried. Now, the first thing that brings worry is fear. Once you're afraid, worry will set in. And when worry is set in, there's nothing you can do. Praise the Lord. Let's go to Psalm 37, verse 5. Psalm 37, verse 5. I want these teachings to go deep, deep down into your soul. Because they will do a a good work on you. Commit thy way unto the Lord. Trust also in him. And he shall... Bring it to pass. Lately, the problem of mankind is what we'll eat, what we'll wear, where we'll sleep, the things that we want to do, our future, how is it going to go? I want this, I want that. A lot of people have more. They are still worried about more. A lot of people too have nothing. They are worried about more. One of the ways to kill worry is to be content with what the Lord has given you. Hello? Hello? I know I'm talking to you. I'm talking about faith. Oh. There is no promotion upon the earth that God has not seen it or God does not give. So if you see your neighbor promoted, know that it is God who will make sure that promotion happens. You cannot be worried. You cannot be jealous. You cannot be envious. You cannot, be, you cannot exhibit greed because another man is working in some blessing. To have those emotions in you is a proof that you are worried. Observers are worried. The pressure is getting and <laughs> praise the Lord. So God is talking to us. He said, commit thy way unto the Lord. Commit thy ways unto the Lord. Trust also in him and he shall bring it to pass. Now, if, if, if you've not committed, in, committed it into the hands of the Lord, it means that you are able to handle it. That's why you've not done that. But to commit it into his hands means that you cannot do it. That's why you're giving it to him. So to commit into the hands of God is to do amazing things, is to do amazing things, is to do amazing things. Did you hear what I said? To commit into the hands of God is to do because the pressure to make it come to pass is taken off you. And tonight I want us to really, really learn some beautiful, beautiful things. First Peter chapter 5, from verse 6 to verse 5. First Peter 5, 6 to verse 8. Did I say 6 to verse 5? 6 to verse 8. First Peter 5, from verse 6 to verse 8. 
Say, I'm blessed. Say, I do not worry. Say, I'm settled in my heart. There is no worry in me. Say, my God supplies all I need and even more. Do you believe it? Say, what I want to say, my Lord Jesus Christ supplies all I need and even more. Mm. Hallelujah. Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time. In what? So if your time is not yet due, why are you worried? I've explained to you what worry is. Worry is the same as anxiety. Worry is another word for anxiety. In fact, when you're anxious, you are worried. When you're worried, you are anxious. Now, the enemy uses anxiety because it short-circuits your faith. For example, if you have to have faith for something to happen in a certain season, you notice that you cannot, your faith is not stable. Hey, will it happen? Hey, will it, is it really going to happen? Uh, okay, now look at the time. The time is already going. And look, okay, the fast spent. I don't know what to do. Okay, look, I don't even have this. I don't. Why are you rushing to? Are you older than me? Why are you rushing to? Are you older than me? Are you my co-equal? <laughs> On a more serious note, listen. You put yourself in a place. You, you, and, and, and worrying is a dangerous thing. I'm going to give you several things that make worrying, worrying in your life. Do you know that you can look at somebody's life and feel like you have cagery? You are lagging behind. And because of that, you, you begin to worry for nothing. But your destiny and that person's destiny is different. Remember, day two, I was teaching on faith. And I said, faith is proper faith when it is in the will of God. You don't rush to believe. You don't struggle to believe. If the Lord has called Abraham at the age of 75 to use him, the Lord called Moses at the age of 40 to use him. And that 40 still, he didn't get it. He went into the desert for another 40 years. 80 years, then he started, the Lord started using him. The Lord called the disciples when they were teenagers. Please don't get it wrong. None of them were ever older than Jesus. Peter was not an old man. Peter was literally a young man. Okay, let me quickly break that myth from your mind. Then we continue. They called him rabbi. According to the Jewish system, anybody called rabbi, you cannot be older than. Your master cannot be older than you, eh, younger than you. Number one. Number two, you must be of a certain age to qualify to be a rabbi. And Jesus qualified at that age. So if you look at him, he started calling them at the age of 30. At 30, you are eligible to be a rabbi. Do you understand? So when he was called, don't forget, all of them he called, they were either with their brothers or they were with their fathers. What it means is that they were still under their parents' learning trade. You understand? Have I done you a good service this evening? Clap for Jesus. <laughs> now, now you won't carry that mistake anymore. 
Uh, thank you. So, so we see that this issue of God calling people at specific times. He called the disciples when they were young. They were lead apostles. Peter, James, they laid hands on Apostle Paul. But look at the ministry of Apostle Paul. He wrote almost all of the New Testament. It's still to God's timing, God's purpose, and God's grace. You worry because you enter into waters nobody has invited you to swim in. Your soup will be ready at age 30. You are 22. You are dying to see the meat in the soup at age 22. You will eat raw meat too. Raw meat. Because by the time your soup is truly ready, there will be no meat in the soup. Do not rush the process. Worrying will take you out of the place of waiting for God to perform. He said, Humble yourself, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due. So every man has got their due season. You cannot rush your season. I've got friends. There were people I used to buy them food in school. We completed school. They are richer than me. After I die. At the same time, too, I'm better than a lot of them. They see me, they feel like, hey, you have, there's something that has been good to you. <laughs> yeah, literally. One of my friends built his house in four months. A five-bedroom house, story building, four months. Finished it, moved in, and did housewarming. You go die. Will you die because of this? Relax. Take your time. I said, there is a due season for every man. My only problem is that you don't go ahead of God in, in your due season. At the same time, too, because of foolishness, you don't lag behind too much. Do you get what I'm saying? Because a lot of people, when their faith is under demand, they relax. Instead of them to move on, they relax. And that becomes a problem. I'm saying that find yourself in your proper season and you never miss the timing of God. So if there's anything you must pray, Lord, give me grace. Give me grace to know what you've called me to do. Give me grace to be on time. Give me grace to follow you the way you want me to be. Give me grace so that everything you've called me. Because if the Lord has called you a millionaire, again, in the wisdom of God, God is not like the Bank of Ghana, the way they project things. If the year will go well, they start seeing from January. God does not need that statistics. It doesn't work that way. He said that tomorrow by this time, a, a, a bag of wheat or barley will be sold at a certain price. The economic man of that time said, even if God opens the window of heaven, it will not happen. He didn't know that the, prof the prophet was speaking by the economy of heaven. And the prophet told him, you will see it all. You will try to go and eat some, but you won't get it. It happened exactly. I want to bring your your mind to this picture. The God you called on, you call on as your God does not live by the timing of men. Men live according to His timing. Do you understand? Do you understand? So that you don't get worried when things don't go the way they must go. I can tell you. 
a lot of people will finish, for example, people will be looking for admission into university. And probably all of them have got grades, the same grades to, to enter university. But some way, somehow, one will not have the money to go to school and they'll stay behind. And because of worrying, number one, if the person should, if the person should know the mind of God and they are told, the Lord doesn't want to go to school this year. He wants you to go next year because of his plan for you. The person will be worried. So the person will do everything to go. Everything to go. Just to go and they'll go. Ah, and when they are com they've completed, they will still not be in the proper timing of God. So something still has to happen. Church, listen to me. I'm talking to you about God. I'm not talking to you about your father who has said after class one, you must go to class two. No. God can decide. Your class two can be compressed in one year. Your class 10 can be compressed in one year. And he can give you that propelling power. The way he calls people are according to his wisdom, his intentions, and his plans. So if you get worried because you don't know the timing of God for your life, and you live your life according to how another man is living, you have made a mistake. Can I tell you something quickly? The Western world have put everyone on a scale. They call themselves developed country and they call other countries that are not at their level developing countries so if you look at the way they think that they have advanced to they are the standard of what is right and what is wrong so you too you are in a developing country and you think that 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 is where i must get to me drew Get the timing of God well. I know I'm taking my time to talk about the timing of God. The timing of God would take anxiety out of your life. It would take worrying out of your life. Is it, is it because we are all classmates. We must all have the same things at the same time. Clearly, somebody comes from a different background. Another person comes from it. God has got plans, visions, purposes for men. I mean, for example, church growth. Church growth principles, they work all. But until God says, now begin to work, there's nothing you can do that will make it work. Reinhard Bonke, before he died, evangelized the whole of Africa. For 14 years, he was pastoring 14 members. 14 years. How many are we here? 14 years. Yet he was one of the greatest evangelists of all time. And oh, oh this is our pressure, no? You want to be like Benihin. We have to learn to take our time. When you take your time for the Lord to bless you, you notice that there is nothing you are lacking in your life. Everything you actually need, he has given to you. So he says, that he may exalt you in due time. He has a time of exaltation. It is not a maybe, maybe. It is a sure situation. He, he, that time will come. Is it God we are calling on? Oh yes, he will visit you. I'm not joking. Next verse. Wow. Casting all your cares upon him, for he cares for you. Be sober. Be vigilant because the adversary, the devil, 
as a roaring lion, walketh about, seeking whom he may devour. It's amazing. It means that the devil doesn't just look for anybody and begin to attack. He must look for the address well. Be sure that there, when I go, I'll succeed. Because he can go somewhere, <laughs> he'll get a black eye. Oh yeah. He can go to a place and he'll actually be defeated rather than getting being victorious. So you see, the devil knows the things that weaponize him against you. And one of the things he uses is worry. You are worried about everything. Why? The gas is finished. You are worried. They close the pipe. You are worried. The weather is hot. You are worried. It is raining small. You are worried. See, allow. Let life be. <laughs> uh, listen, you don't know what I'm talking about. But I know what I'm talking about. And I know I'm punching some buttons. There are peculiar things about people. Because, you see, would the Lord call you to disgrace you? Would the Lord bring you to the place of having understanding of his nature, the way he is, and he will disgrace you? He says, me, I take as people who are low. They are the people I like to bless. He said, I lift them up. So verse 7, look at verse 7 carefully. Look at verse 7. He said, Cast, casting all your care upon him, for he what? Now, there is a contrast here. There are two cares. One is your care. One is God's care. Have you seen it? He said, you do not care. He must care. Actually, when you look at the word care there, you think that they are, they are not the same words. Give all your worries and cares to God, for he cares about you. <laughs> the first care is the word anxiety. He said, give all your anxieties to him. And it is, if you look at the word carefully, it's the word marima. It means bitterness. Give all your bitterness to him. Give all your worries, your anxieties to him. For he careth for you. The word care, which he will do, is the word mellow. So there are two different words. Even though in, when you read it in English, it looks like it's the same care, care, but they are not the same words. And this word mellow actually means to be, to be interested in someone. Number one. Number two, it means to have concern. And the, the third one is to provide everything someone needs. So if God tells you that you leave your worries and your care for he will provide. So if you look at those two cares there, one is evil, one is good. What, when we worry, we attract evil. But when we cast our worries on him, when he handles that worry, it becomes good. Praise the Lord. So these are things I want us to get according to our faith. Your faith will work well. And you, if you notice, I'm talking about faith, but it looks like I'm, ad I'm addressing certain issues that relate to faith. And it has blocked a lot of people from accessing the, the good things of God. Yesterday, I told you, for example, the Lord gives you a car or he gives you a phone. It is for enjoyment. It's a new phone. Enjoy the phone. Why are you worried that you're, even though you have a new phone, it is not as brilliant as another man's phone? Who will problem? Who problem soon? problem so is it not serving you is it not doing what it, can, it must do but you see another man's own and it is bigger or nicer or better than yours and then you throw what yours can do away so 
your gratitude is short-lived. Your happiness is short-lived. And your thankfulness, no wonder the Bible says in the last days, men shall be unthankful. Because why? They worry. They worry about all kinds of things. And the enemy beats them down, hands down. 100%. Why? Because it is a sure way for the enemy to attack anybody when you worry. Praise the Lord. Whenever we worry, God sees us as proud. Did you hear? When, when you worry, you, you, are, you are proud, you are proud and proud person. Anytime you worry, God sees you as a proud person. Because isn't, isn't he able? Now, as much as he's able, isn't he capable? Apart from the ability to be, isn't he willing? He is. But a lot of us, we carry our precious and we worry about it because we do not, God cares for us. So he says, leave your cares for him, for he cares for you. When you care about your cares, they become sinful and they give the enemy the loophole into your life. But when you put your cares on him and he cares for your cares, it becomes a righteousness because it becomes responsibility for him. And I told you, God is a sharp God. He's a human being like us. When I say he's a human being, I understand. He made us like himself. What it means is that he's got emotions. The way you want people to relate to you, that's how God wants us to relate to him. So he wants us to come to him, talk to him, have that one-on-one -on -one with him. He doesn't want to just bless you. He wants you to consistently come to him. That's why everything, bring it to him. Praise the Lord. The reason why God doesn't want us to care is because it is his job to care. The reason why God doesn't want us to worry is because it is his duty to be worried. It is amazing. Anytime the children of Israel were worried and they called upon God, they spoke, and then God would just come and God would say, do this, do that, do this. And all of a sudden, there's always a solution. Always there's a solution. But it looks like they will talk and talk and talk. If God has given you a solution, one, two, three, why do you keep talking? My uncle is a rich man. He's willing to give me money. Anytime I need money, what do I do? Don't forget, he's rich, so he's capable. Number two, he's willing. If you need what do you do? You keep going there. It's not like you say, oh, you are, you are, you are a worrisome nephew. No, you say, oh, come, niece. Nephew, come. How much do you want? Hundred thousand. Take one million. Let me tell you, to be worried is to be self-sufficient. Write it down. To be worried is to be self-sufficient. What it means is that I can handle all my 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 things. Oh, me, I, I get all the. I have all the answers. I can do everything on my own. To be worried is to be self-sufficient. Every situation must go through the lens of God's ears. 
Did I say it right? Every situation must go through the lens of God's glasses. He must look through it. Every situation must go through the eardrums of God. He must hear it. You must drum it to him. You must sing it to him. You must do everything. If it means you have to rokoto, rokoto for him to hear. God, you must hear. This is the problem. This is the, I want solution to it. Don't be self-sufficient. It is pride. Hmm. Now let's go to verse 8. Let's go to verse 8. Stay alert. Watch out for your great enemy, the devil. He prowls around like a roaring lion, looking for someone to devour. Give me the King James. Looking for, I say he cannot kill everyone. No. It's not everyone he can kill. It's not everyone he can destroy. He has to deliberately take his time to look so that, because he can enter a wrong house. Oh yeah. It's not a joke. Oh. The devil has regretted entering some houses. Job 1 verse 7. Job 1 verse 7. Job 1 verse 7. Quickly, then we come back. And the Lord said unto Satan, Whence comest thou? Then Satan answered the Lord and said, From going to and fro in the earth, from walking up and down in it. Is that, is that <laughs> he's a busybody. He's the kind of person in Ghana we call Kubolo. Why? Like I said, he must be careful where he goes to because and that is what the enemy has become. He has to be careful where he ventures into because the enemy can actually become the prey himself. And, and that's why I don't want anybody to be afraid. When you have worrying, it is because you can handle it. Don't handle your situations. Give it to the one who can handle them. So he just roaming all. Listen, let him come to your house and find out that there is a shield of faith. He can't enter. Let him come there and find, because he will come. Once he's roaming, he has told you, he's a roaming, he's a kubola. He will roam. He will come to your house. But when he comes, let him find opposition strong right there. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Now take me back to 1 Peter. No? Give me verse 8. 1 Peter 5 verse 8. Be sober. Be vigilant. Two words are put, are put here. Be sober. The word sober means to be calm. To be collected. It means to be circumspect. To know how to walk. Don't just walk anywhere anyhow. Be tactical. Know what is happening. Go to places you are needed. Where you are not needed, don't go there. If you go to... It's like... Because we're talking about faith here. You, you have friends. They always talk about negative things. You two, you say they are your friends. You two, you want possible things, possibilities to happen to you. How can you have friends like that? We're talking about faith here. God is not going to change the formula for you. He's going to uphold it because of you. So that when you win, you two can say that this formula truly works. So worrying is one of the things that kills faith. It stops faith from flowing. I'm telling you, people have worried because of tomorrow that they've not seen yet. And let me show you. Worry is such a demon, eh? He can even enter kids at the age of two years. Hmm. I know what I'm saying. 
I know the spirit of worrying that entered the certain boy. He wanted to do child pornography so that he can take care of his, his parents. Do you understand what I'm saying? Listen, I said worrying is a spirit. The children can look around the, the surrounding they come from and they will begin to think. And, they, and especially if a mother carries the spirit of worrying, oh, the dumping site is the children. It will fall on them like an anointing. Are you here with me? Now, the word vigilant is the word to be strict, to give strict attention. So, if you want, if you have to give strict attention to how your faith works, you, you must be sure who is talking to you, who is bringing what, what kind of conversations do you have. I, I used to live in a certain house. There was a guy there, he used to talk. He knows I'm a pastor, but he would rather engage me in useless talk. He wants to talk about foolish things, women, those things. So it, and he wanted to talk about my wife first. When he started, then I cracked. You know what it means to crack? I give on their face. I didn't smile. I don't find it amusing. Already, he is not faith inspiring. On Kenyans, I Then another time, he, he tried it multiple times that he noticed that this guy, that conversation will never go well. But anytime he has to talk about something about God, my excitement jumps up. After a while, he knew that this, you can't talk to him about those things. He stopped it. Eventually, I spoke to him. Uh, then one day he called me and said, do you know that I want to give my car to my pastor? I said, you are now walking by faith. You are now walking by faith. He bought an ML, beautiful car. Gave it to his pastor. I said, after I spoke to him, I taught him on giving, sir. Then he went to give it to his pastor. After some few days, he got a big breakthrough. Had government something, something. He was happy. He said, When you get up, you talk about vulgar things, profane, how does he inspire faith? He said, be strict. Be vigilant. Be strict. Be vigilant. Be careful what you are hearing into your spirit. It is very important. You have a friend. Every time they are showing you nude videos, they are showing you nudity. They steal a phone. They bring it from school. Or they have, every time they are sending you, you, you can't block him. Ube D block. <laughs> Hallelujah. When you are not careful, because the enemy, now I've, over the years I've noticed something about the enemy. He never comes to attack you with a major situation just like that. No. He starts with drops. He starts entering little by little. Little by little. Little by little. You will not know. You will think that, oh, so with the Enyeshu, he's drawing your interest. Drawing you. Before you notice, he puts you in a place where your faith is compromised. Say never. never. In the name of Jesus. Now, look, he said, be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, this same word comes up again. The one who vehemently opposes you in the court of law. That man, he's the one that, he said your adversary, the devil. Now he has told you that, that one who opposes you in the court of law is the devil. He said, as a roaring lion, he's walking about seeking whom he may devour. So he's looking for some obey on Yadwa. 
literally. And you know the amazing thing? The word devour, it means to drink you like water. Number one, it means to sip the juice from a marrow. <laughs> is it the devil we are talking about listen i said he he's a strategist he's a lawyer he's a lawyer so when you open yourself up and you begin to worry and worry is one of the tactics of the enemy that a doesn't shout when fear opens the way for worry you begin to meditate in the negative all the negative things that can happen to somebody you now embrace it into your life so me i won't think about it i won't think i get for example you can be driving on the road and you you feel like hey this the way you are going you can have an accident oh you know how many of you have felt that way before uh-huh uh-huh so do you know what i do it is not this car. We are not having an accident. Jesus is driving the car. We are going. We go and we come every day. For you know, it is one drop. Go, you, you didn't entertain it. Go, you didn't entertain it. Go, you didn't entertain it. So he keeps on piling, piling. He can leave you for a season. You can drive and never think about it. But out of the blue, then you think again. You may have an accident again. Oh, you may have an accident today. Oh. What is he doing? He's trying to get through to you. He has, he's trying to break your shield of faith. He's trying to break that resistance of faith around you. Because he knows, once you are not entertaining worrying, he has no root into your life. A man who knows nothing can stop him will go ahead to achieve anything he wants to achieve. It is just the bottom line. Don't give him the chance. Amos chapter 3, verse 3 to 4. Amos chapter 3, verse 3 to 4. We are going to look at some beautiful things. Wow. Can two work except they, <laughs> they be agreed? Can two work together except they be agreed? Huh? Will a lion roar in the forest? When he had no prey, listen carefully, will a lion cry out of his den if he, have, if he have taken nothing? The Lord is showing us how lions operate and he's showing you that this lion, the devil that he calls himself a lion, he's no lion at all. Listen, when the lion has eaten and it is full, then it will roar. What is he doing? Protecting his territory. Especially if they are women, because every pride is led by the lion king. And the, they are women in their pride. Uh -huh. And they are cubs. Yes. So the enemy will never ever roar. The, the devil never makes noise. Never. He will never ever make noise. After he gets you. After he gets you, you go silent. When the when the devil is fighting people in the family, he can so beat them and, and like a snake. He can be in the house quietly, swallowing all wombs. 
and he's not saying anything. He's just there. But, but before he comes, he'll be doing rah, 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 rah. That is how fake lions behave. A real lion, when a real lion sees a prey and wants to attack the prey, it will never, even its movement, you cannot hear. Before you, the prey notices, it pounces on it. That is a proper lion. But this fake lion, it will be making noise. It, hasn't, it doesn't have any prey, but it is making noise. So God is asking, is that how lions really operate? No lion will, will roar. It is hungry. So they roar. when it roars, you, the animal will run away. So it will never roar. But the devil there to roar. So what it means is that anytime you feel like, hey, things are hard though, things are going this way, know that the, it is the roaring of the lion. He's just roaring. There is nothing in his stomach. He's waiting for you to lay down your guard. Then now he can pounce. It is not because he has power to pounce over you. Did you hear that? Yes. So lions only roar after they get the prey and they have eaten. But the devil, he moves about like a roaring lion. <laughs> Do you understand? Thank you. Now let's look at this scripture. So let me, let me say some few things here. Look at something. The devil has to find weak people to pounce on them. So anytime you claim you are walking by faith, but you are not showing strength. Uh, in God, we call it Yewale. Yewale. In in your dean. I remember one day, the, one of uh, the bishops, in fact, two bishops, they met, the fathers of the land, and asked, hey, I'm going to say, 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 I'm going to it has not left my memory. I say, hey, these people know something that hey, the years of experience has taught them. Listen, the devil cannot get through to you except you lose your guard. When you, and, and to hold up your guard is to be in faith. But once you begin to worry, you meditate on failures. Hey, if this thing go wrong, what will I do? It will go wrong and we'll see what to do. But if it's it, oh, it will go well. Even if it goes well, uh, listen, I have said, even if you see that your skin is cut, you can tell your skin there's no sore. Did you get that? Mm. I said, look at this. There is no sore. There's nothing there. I can't see anything. Ah, you mean you are lying? It is my body. Why? Is it by force? I say I can't see it. Is it paining you? No, it's not paining me. Because it's not paining me. The devil wants you to confess some things. He wants you to say some things that will open the door for him to enter. Worrying is one of the legal things. And I, I wanted to teach worrying in a certain dimension. The Lord said, no, teach it at this level. But let me, let me climb a little bit for some people to understand. Now listen, when you begin to worry, right? This is what the spirit realm creates. The Bible says that a sound mind and love, love because God has loved us, a sound mind because we have been purged, that automatically is a shield of faith. Now, when you do not know these things and you begin to entertain, 
what it means is that that which God has done for you has not been received. So there is a red flag in the realms of the spirit. It is as though God has provided for you, but you can't receive it because you have shunned it. And once it happens that way, the enemy knows that that is a door he can enter. And most of the time, like I, oh, I said yesterday, I said, when the devil brings a fight between two people, sometimes the fight can only last one hour, two hours, two days, three days, sometimes two weeks. Hey, only will be kuna seche for two weeks. Onyama will lose Onyama, especially if you're a believer. And if the person is close to you and the person, you need the person in your life, quickly. If, if when the thing is right, tell him, we won't argue, we won't fight. Dog it, we'll, we'll do, you leave it. Yeah, I'm sorry, whatever, I'm sorry. Leave it. And find a proper time to talk about it. But if you carry on and fight and do that argument thing and then misunderstanding and then this one goes their way angry, this one also goes their way bitter. It's a legality. The enemy will pounce straight. Because don't forget, he is ready to enter that door. Now, one of the things the Lord showed me about worrying is this. He said, because safety is a hedge. To worry is to break the hedge. And he says something. Anyone who breaks the hedge shall be bitten by a serpent. So, worrying is like the thing that the enemy feeds on to have the access into your life. It, if, he, if you don't worry, even if, that's why I told you last time, even if you sin and you decide not to be guilty of your sin, the devil has no root into your life. The reason is because it is not the devil who forgave you. It is God who forgave you. If he forgave you and he does not count your sins against you, nobody in this world has what it takes to make you feel guilty. Did you hear that? Nobody has what it takes. So, when you look at our work with God right now, he is at a place where he has shown love. We must be ready to always hold on to that love. Never ever worrying about anything. I want to share a remarkable testimony with you. Then I'll go on to another scripture. One day, Joseph Prince said he was meditating on this scripture. Proverbs 16 verse 3. Put it on the board. The Lord punished the devil. Proverbs 16, verse 3. So he said he was, Joseph Prince, I was studying him, and he said something. He said, he was, said, he was meditating on the scripture. Commit thy works unto the Lord. Commit thy what? In other words, you can put it there. Commit thy career. Hello? Commit thy career into the hands of the Lord, and thy thoughts shall be what? So he said he was meditating on this scripture. Then, all of a sudden, he saw the menorah. How many of us remember the menorah? Good. Accra Grace Conference, right? The menorah. He said, in a vision, he saw the menorah on top of his head. And you know, those are the lamp, the seven lamps. He said the first lamp was written Prosperity in ministry. Financial blessing. Blessings in marriage. Blessings for children. Protection. And then there was a third one. A uh, 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 seventh one. So there were seven blessings. So he said, he noticed that anytime he started worrying about like his success in ministry, then the light begins to go down. The light begins to go down. Then the light begins to go off. But once he begins to speak words of 
blessings over his ministry, then the light, the light on the menorah begins to shine. I was shocked. When I heard the testimony, I said, eh. then he said something. He said, all these things are in the spirit realm and it is supplied by the Holy Spirit. He said, when you think well of yourself in every area of your life, he said, that area blossoms. He said, but when you worry, he said, it begins to go down. It begins to go down. He said, because it is a legality in the spirit. So the devil will now find ways and means because somebody has said they don't want the right for their lives. So they must come down. They must come down. They cannot do well. But once you say, I, I, I'm doing well in ministry. I'm doing well in my business. I, he said, then he said, all of a sudden, the light begins to shine. He said, and then one of the things he also saw, he said he saw that oil was flowing in that place. Oil flowing. So I better understand what is happening when I worry. I'm better off not worrying. I'm better off not worrying. Besides, if you worry, can you take care of the issue? Oh no, answer today. You have been worrying. Uh, what have you been able to take care of? At most, you do what you can do. And after you do, it's just little. Before, in fact, we worry uh, before we notice God has solved the problem. Why are you worried? What are you looking for? When, 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 he, when he shared the vision, I was shocked. I said, oh, then I'm better off. Listen, I'm telling you, since last year, the devil has tried to worry me in a specific area. I have also deliberately decided to forget about it. I said, God will do it. I won't, at least I won't carry the burden. I won't, it's just that I don't like a lot of ice cream. If not, every Sunday I would have gone to eat, eat ice cream with my wife. But that's just a joke though. But my point is this. The devil will try to do everything to bring you to the place of worry. Badge, don't, don't, don't give in. Listen, let him eat his soup. Don't drink it. Don't eat that soup. It's not meant for you. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Now let's look at this scripture. Luke 12, 22. Today I want to settle this thing in your heart. Let's look at it. Do you believe God? Do you agree that he's almighty? And what he says he can do? He said from today, don't think about your life. Leave it for him. Can we read? Ready, go. And he said to his disciples, therefore, I say unto you, take no thought for your life, what you shall eat, neither for the body, what you shall put on. Somebody is dying because they don't have Peruvian hair. Peruvian hair. Bone straight. Bone shaker. Bone straight. Uni make a palette. Into Uda Wonder. Uni Uni Fenty. Uni Fenty. Intino Intino Intino. Diebeke Bia no Nechese. We are seeing you. Are you not surprised at yourself? He said, take no thought. What does that mean? Please, 
What does he said? Take, what does that mean? Did he say become careless? The problem is there, Paul. Just give it to him, Lord. Take it. <laughs> you have the big brain. You, you can think about me. <laughs> My brain is small. I don't want to think. I take it. The devil. Listen. The devil. He has tried. I said, I will not be worried. If it is worry you want from me, if it is worry, ah, me too, I'll give it to you. I won't be worried. Do what you want. If you like, if you like, turn the, cut the world in two like an orange and turn it upside down. Me, I won't be worried. Why are you worried? Look at what Jesus is saying. It, this is not your father talking. This is Jesus. He said, Do what? Give me another version. Another version will make it simpler. About Timmy P. Then turning to his disciples, Jesus said, That is why I tell you not to worry about every day <laughs> whether you have enough food to eat or enough clothes to wear. <laughs> Let's give another give another version. Message. He continued his subject with his disciples. Don't fuss about what's on the table at the meal times, or if the or if the clothes in your closet are in fashion. <laughs> <laughs> Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. <laughs> hey, this is our God. You have another one you want to give us? <laughs> Amplify. And Jesus said to his disciples, therefore, I tell you, do not be anxious and troubled with cares about your life. As to what you will have to eat, or about what your about your body, as to what you will have to wear. Don't worry. Do you know what I'm doing? And you me, you will be pressure finitely. So and I show me maybe thirty. And so me new beer, maybe thirty. Me need to the bank. Scare the bank and the iska. Unti iska for me face can to bank. You want you want money sitting in the bank. Hey, sister, brother. Ah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. I say praise the Lord. Hey. Now, let me show you something. Anytime, anytime the devil is drawing you into the place of worry. Now, I started by saying, it doesn't matter what brought about the worry. Worrying is worrying. So now, I said, anytime the devil is drawing you to be worried, ask yourself, what is he, what is he trying to steal from my life? I can tell you, there are people who have incubated worry. Every form of calamity happens to them. How is it that your children are going to school? Then you think 
they will a car be born. Me who a collabi or tisi. Me ma mi ni papa ija no oche. Wale timbu to se de. Eno oko school. I would say, put him so hard guys. Or a legend for Nibi. I was just looking at this short boy, very, very petite boy, with his bag, backpack, walking. He wanted to cross the street. Then he did this. Then I stopped. I was amazed. I said, Which which human being is this? This small human being. Then the boy is crossing, crossing. Then he stopped the other side too. Even he, even he, even he, he goes every day and come. <laughs> you, your, your child is in GSS. Still, you are afraid that when they go, don't come. What do you want in life? What are told you want in life? What are you anxious about? What are you afraid of? What are you worried about? I said, listen, the enemy uses these things against believers. Because anytime you worry, you open the door for him. And he knows it's a quick entry point. So he quickly comes in. Don't give him the chance. Worrying is, is loud in the spirit than you know. Worrying. I, I know of a family. One day I was conducting deliverance. And they, they mentioned one. So, onu de jaino. Onu de bibiahano. Yes. And these are three sisters. The, the, last one, the last one got married, but the first one hasn't married. The second one is in, was, was then in courtship, about to marry. And she was seeing some things, some things. And so she said, please, pray for me. So me, I just laid my hands to pray. And then the Spirit started manifesting. So I said, wait, wait, that is the third girl. She, she's free. She's always happy. So we couldn't get through it. Before we noticed she married. We wanted to block her marriage. But before we noticed one. But this one, she too, she has fought her. That's, she was so, if the first one was supposed to marry, then the second and the third. But the third has married. The, the second has not yet married. She's about to marry. And the first one, they, they are not even talking about marriage. Girl. I laid my hands and then the, the spirit started talking. Oh, that one, everything worries her. If you greet her, you don't greet her well. You worry her. Oh, problem. Oh, problem, son. I don't, I don't get... Why do you allow the enemy to enter your life that way? Just to destroy your progress. Because in the calendar of God, marriage is part of your destiny. But marriage has delayed because it is the means by which the enemy capitalizes to worry your life. Let... The devil uses worry because to the believer, it must be the indicator that demons are attacking you. Anytime you worry, find out, ah, why am I worried about these things? Why am I As he ask yourself that question, don't ever forget to ask that question. Because worrying is a general spirit. When it comes in, it is because it opens the door for something to be taken out of your life. So I'm asking you, I said, because you, how can you finish praying all night? What about all night for her? And you see the way we do all night. Oh, but so tenacity cry, and tenacity be sad. Me name, I didn't hear pastor no yo yes sir. Maybe ya bumpaya na bobe se three. Ne a start to say ya shame come ne kamo. Umunda yo ube dua be se eleven. What bumpaya to two a.m. three? 
na wo ye be wie on atun say wa bre odam password team saturday wa sorry be say 12 and i say 11 o'clock no be for one chair we no na buefu e dey life no no o ma medwuma den sa adai after this long prayers be be bubbly oh we no go ball we no go ball we are forging ahead hallelujah did you get it yes philippians chapter 4 verse 6 to verse 7 then we close philippians 4 6 to verse 7 then we close hey there's one scripture we have to read in our uh, message <laughs> you must hear it in the message version Be careful for nothing. <laughs> Look out for nothing evil. Be careful for nothing. You see that word, this phrase, be careful for nothing. It is the, it's in English, Look out for nothing evil. Look out. Okay. Coronavirus, we don't look forward to it affecting us. I remember when Okay, after Corona, we, I still had to go and do my PhD. So we went to school, and then they were talking. And then uh, one guy was saying, "On last Sunday, a good crowd, Grafom baby, now my heart is saying, I'm so. You quite just say your number, you quite increase. Hey, I'm so. Your number now increase. I say, hey, and the Corona idea, wow. And I'm saying, ah. You think worrying is limited to only church members? I saw food dimmy worry. <laughs> people are carrying worry, and the spirit of worry is just killing, killing progress from people. Listen, when you worry, don't ever see progress coming because every progress is an advantage for the enemy to plant worry in. So this is what happens: you you build up worry upon worry. Even small, small divine possibilities will be withheld from you. Not by God, by the enemy, which you have opened the door to because to worry means that I accept that I must be killed. I accept that I won't progress. Worry is meditating in the negative. That is what worrying is. That is why people who are young, who are vibrant and they set out to do things, they flourish easily. They always need an old person to plant the seed of worry in them. Who didn't progress? Seriously. If you want to start a business, you, your mind will be, oh, well, I'll do this and after this, yes, I'll do this. After. Even if there are challenges along the way, you still think divine possibilities. But find somebody who is old. They will show you how it will not work. That's why, that's why most of the time, you, in order to choose a mentor, you must be careful. Daddy said he was actually worried when it was only him and his wife in the house because the thieves will come. They open the windows and the stick is in the room. Then he, then he, he, he got cars. He bought cars. Then he said, I won't worry about the cars. It means the man knows something. It means that if you worry, you open the door for the enemy. Now that he's got cars, he's not worried. But first that he didn't have a car, he was worried. Please. 
Sleep early. Take no care of your life. Take no thought. God himself will think about it. Hallelujah. So he said, be careful for nothing. But in everything, by prayer and by supplication and thanksgiving, let your request be made known unto God. So four things were mentioned here. Verse 7, he said, and the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Have you noticed what he wants to do? Hearts and minds. Hearts and minds. Hearts and minds. Hearts and minds. Because the heart is the holder of faith. And the mouth is the launcher of faith. What is not in your heart, your mouth cannot speak. In the heat of events, what you say is your faith. That is what is in your heart. Some of us, we don't die. We fulfill our purpose. When we finish, then we lie down. We tell everyone we have finished. We are going. Then we go. Yes. It's not bluffing. Hello. Some of us, we are doing the work of God. <laughs> Do you understand? I'm not saying because I'm a pastor, I'm special to you. I'm just saying that you must know what happens around you. Yes. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So, four things must happen. Prayers. Give me verse 6 again. Prayers, supplication, thanksgiving, and request. The word request is petition. Now, please look at something carefully. You have no right to worry about anything you have not prayed about. Write it down. I have no right to worry about anything I have not prayed about. The Lord is giving us all these four kinds of prayer. And all these things, we do them in Grace Army Church. Have you noticed that sometimes I make us pray for long? That is what we call supplication. is to entreat by persistency. So prayers are prayers. You know what prayers are. You pray. Tell God. Supplication is you, you go deep. You go long in prayers. The second thing we do is that we give thanks. Thanksgiving is one of the highest way forms of faith because you are thanking God for what you've asked him of. Right? Uh -huh. And then the last one is request. You bring your request to him. Lord, this and this and this is what I want in my life. Please grant it to me. That is all. You've not done this for. You've not done them. But you are worried. Because God too wants to protect your heart and your mind. Your heart and your mind. What your mind sees as failure, your heart will conceive as failure. What your mind sees as divine possibilities, your heart will consider divine possibilities. Hallelujah. So worrying has negative possibilities and they will come to pass. So I'm not cursing you. Let's read this last scripture. Then we close. Psalm 9 from verse 9 to verse 10. Let's read it in King James first. Then we'll read it in Amplified before we read the Message Bible. King James first. The Lord also will be a refuge for the oppressed. A refuge in times of... In times of... Why is it that we don't see these scriptures when we are in trouble? Now, 
Is it that when we are in trouble, these scriptures, they are not real? Or Do you know that? Let me show you something. Somebody can be in trouble. When I tell them to pray, they think that my formula is too long. So they'll go telling people, Buame, 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 just for them to come to square one. They couldn't get them more. Nobody could help them. When I tell you pray, I've been there before. So I know what prayer can do. When you pray, nobody will ever tell you, I helped you. That is why you came out. Did you hear? God is such that when he helps you, he doesn't tell another person. But once your fellow brother or sister helps you, he, would tell, he or she would tell another, it is because of me you saw deliverance. So I always say, when I tell you to pray, when I tell you to commit it into the hands of God, I'm telling you so that nobody will have advantage over you. Hallelujah. Verse 10. And they that know thy name will put their trust in thee. For thou, Lord, has not forsaken them that seek thee. You, you will never be forsaken. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. I've taken 50 minutes of your time. Now, uh -huh, let's read the message Bible. God, God's, God's a safe house. So God is a safe house. Right? For the, for the battered. Why are you showing this so? Wow, a sanctuary during oh. go to him oh go to him next verse then we close the moment you arrive you do what oh you are you you are never sorry you knocked on his door I might be being hawate let nothing worry you beyond measure. Worrying kills faith. Don't let your faith go down because of worrying. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord.